1: might be morning for you, afternoon, evening, whatever the time. Thank you for joining us. today. we start a new series, Make It Count. Now, before I get into that, actually, I have another celebration here. Um, salvation. Somebody says salvation. We have started reaching out through the mission of communities. All the mission community leaders of Worship harvest, you're the heroes in the kingdom. Thank you so, so much for your leadership, for shepherding the flock of God, for leading them into mission. This week alone, we had 174 people giving their lives to Jesus. Now, it gets better than that. I was tracking from the beginning of October, as of last Sunday, we were at 377 salvations, October alone. So when you add the 174, that's 551 decisions in the month of October 2020. Come on! Yay! Thank you, Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Uh, Today, as we preach, uh, I sense a word for marriages. Yeah. Marriages. If your marriage is done in the impossible category, I submit it to the word of God right now. In the name of Jesus. For there is nothing impossible to those who believe, including marriage. So I just want you to have that expectation. It's a work of God, it's not your work. So don't don't be there and think, ah, you don't know my husband. Ah, you don't know my wife. No, no, no. This is going to be a work of God. And what what I need you to do is simply believe. That's all, amen. Let's get into the word. I give my whole life. Honor his love by the Lamb who was, was slain, slain and for keep the sinners savior, savior crowning crown forever for I'm forgiven, the sinner's savior, crown him forever, for the lamb who slain, he is
0: risen.
1: Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you that our lives belong to you. Thank you that you're doing a new thing in this church, in our nation, in our lives. We fully, 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 fully lay down our lives to serve you, to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 On 6th October 2001, that's a few years ago, England was on the brink Of failing to qualify for the World Cup finals in many, many, many years. Now, for those who may not know, uh, the people in England treat football like a religion. The children are discipled from a young age. I've ever been to a football game. My friend Gabriel Pobani took me to a Chelsea football game when I was in London, and the streets are shut literally, like there is nowhere to pass. You find toddlers, three year olds, in their jerseys for the club. They are discipled from that age to be die hard, lifelong fans. It's like a true religion. In England, the football tier, many people know about the Premier League. You support teams like Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, Manchester City, and others. For clarity, Edo DFC is not in the Premier League. <laughs> but, but the football tier in England, there are more than 1,000 football clubs in England. Yes, all of them participating. So the Premier League is the tip, tip, of the whole food chain. (laughs) So, for England to fail to qualify to go to the World Cup finals, yeah, it's like people are going to commit suicide. For real, I'm not joking. So, England was on the brink of disqualification. They were playing their very last game of the qualifiers. It was a home game. They were playing at Old Trafford in Manchester because at that time they were, I think, working on Wembley, their football stadium. And England was trailing Greece two to one. Greece had two goals, England had one goal. All they needed was a draw or a win to qualify. Now, ninetieth minute comes. They are still trailing two to one. And now Greece has packed the bus. That's a term to mean they are defending like crazy. They don't have very forward players. And then, in 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 that uh, stoppage time, the time after the 90th minute, where you usually have like two to three minutes to save it all, Teddy Sheringham was fouled 25 yards from the goal, and England got a free kick. Now, at the time, England had David Beckham as their captain. One of the best free kick takers in history, in the world at the time. This guy, he was a good footballer, but not really like remarkable. He wasn't in the league of Ronaldo, Messi, and all, and all these guys. But he was super disciplined. And that, he, when he came to free kicks... He practiced like crazy. So this is imagine it's like ninety third minute. This is going to literally be the last kick of the game. Yeah. They are seconds away from the game stopping. Last kick, like last kick of the game, and either England is going or it's not. Beckham places the ball. Walks backwards. Thank you, Timo. And he came and took that free kick, and the ball floated in a curve. Yeah. You know, there's I think a book called Bend It Like, like Beckham. Beckham. Yeah. It floated in a curve. You know, it obeying all the laws of physics. Too complicated for some of you, and ended up in the top corner of the net of the Greek goal and they scored oh. and the whole nation went bananas oh. bananas he made it count yes. he wow. made it count when it mattered most hey. he made it count from that time Beckham entered English folklore. Yes, he became. He had done some other stuff before, and he was public enemy number one. From that time up to today, he stopped playing. Beckham is a A darling figure in England. People wonder why he hasn't yet been given uh, the knighthood of being Sir David Beckham. Or was he given?
2: Not
1: yet. It's like he made it count, but you know that's a game. Yeah, that's a game. Now, your life is not a game. (laughs) Yeah, if, if, if it helps you to know, they went to the World Cup, the 2002 World Cup, and of course they didn't win it. Your life is not a game. Your life is not 90 minutes. Are you making it counts. And through this series, this November, I want to help you figure out how to make your stoppage time count. Because life here on earth is like stoppage time in the larger scheme of things. Human beings have been around for thousands of years. They'll be here thousands of years after you're gone. And you show up for only 60 years, 70, 80, 90. Even if you hit 100, it's a stoppage time. It's just gone. How do you make it count? Now, before I get into all the details and things of how you can make it count, let me start by making the main points for today. So that if you doze off somewhere, you won't doze while I'm preaching, but just in case, who knows? That, ah, what? They've chopped electricity. You, you should have got the main points. Here is, uh, I suggest that this, this is how you can make your life count. Now, there's making it count, then there's making it count the most. Because some people are killing it in different areas. Like you're making it count in your marriage. Some of you are making it count in your marriage. Your spouse can, without getting into a state of faith, genuinely thank God that they married you. Some others, the the person has to be in the spirit. To thank God that they married you. (laughs) Yeah. Some of you are making it count at work. You show up, you deliver the results, the boss is proud, the company is growing, it's good, it's awesome. Yeah, so you're making it count. Some of you are making it count in school. You've figured out that there's a, a letter called A in the alphabet, and you've decided that you're going to get A's yeah for the record they don't use Z in in academics just like music so you you might be making it count in different ways maybe you are the person trying to to bring unity to your family when it's divided you are making it count some of you are standing for politics even in this season trying to bring sanity to our political systems maybe you are making it count that way I don't know how you're making it count. So you are making it count. But today, I want to focus, and this month, I want to focus on how you make it count the most. Because he's making it count, then he's making it count the most. One guy had a factory, and the factory stopped working. So he brought in this guy who they told him, no, this guy will figure out what the problem is. The guy came with a hammer and knocked on a certain place of the whole thing. Tank, tank, tank. The thing started working. And then he sent his invoice. This is long ago when the world economies were ruled by factories. So the, the money I'm going to tell you may seem little, but back then it was a lot. He sent his invoice of $1,000. And the factory owner was furious. Like, huh? You come in here for seconds, hit the hammer three times and you're charging me $1,000. And said, I want you to itemize this invoice. So the guy sent back an itemized invoice, itemized. $1 for hammering. $999 for knowing where to knock. Yeah. That's what I'm calling, making it count the most. Because it might be, that you can hammer, hammer in many places. But there's knowing where to knock. It's like if you have a spouse who loves you and then your back is itching and you tell them, scratch. And then they are scratching two inches away from where the itch is. They are like, not there, no more, this way. Why? They are scratching, but they are making it count, but not the most. Are we together? <laughs> I want to show you how to make it count the most. Because, like Beckham, you may do something where you make it count for two years. It's like, man. Huh? Or you may do something where it's weeks. In the coming weeks, people are like, wow. Or months. I don't know if you've heard of the term one hit wonder you unleash that song that makes people dance as if they are lame for exactly three weeks and everyone forgets now I want to show you how to make it count for forever yeah how to make it count the most and I I want to suggest four things that you can do one winning souls yeah like evangelism, telling people about Jesus until they come to the knowledge of Jesus. That's one. Remember, this is the summary. Two, making disciples. Okay? Helping people grow in the character and competences of Christ. Three, planting churches. And four, supporting all the above. It's cyclical. You win souls. People, by the way, don't don't be deceived. The world had 7.5 billion people of which roughly only 1 billion actually have a relationship with Jesus. So we are wrong about a huge market share of sinners here. Everywhere. So it's cyclical. You win souls, you disciple them into the knowledge of Jesus and then you send them to plant churches because planting churches is the most effective way of winning souls and discipling them and then sending them to plant more churches. It's, that's, the, that's the triangle we are going to work with. Win the lost, disciple the found, send the discipled. Win the lost, disciple the found, send the discipled. Anytime you enter with any of those three legs of the stool, it becomes a two-legged stool. And the two-legged stool can't be sat on. It's too complicated. Even if you're from Karamoja. And so either you are doing one of those three things, or preferably all the three things. Win the lost, disciple the found, send the disciple. It's evangelism, discipleship, and mission. Or you are helping people who are doing those three things constantly. Amen. Now, let me start by saying that your days are numbered. Mm. Your days are numbered. Give me Psalm 90, verse 12. Your days. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. In other words, without numbering your days, you may fail to gain the heart of wisdom. Some people never stop to think that one day they'll be put in a box and they'll say, return to sender. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to happen. Only four people have dodged that possibility. Actually three. Enoch Elijah, Jesus. Even Moses, the friend of God who spent 80 days without eating anything couldn't escape it. So I'm telling you, you see sometimes you need a real friend to tell you things. Your days are numbered. Mm. One day, You'll die and go to heaven. And at that time, it, it, the, only, the only things that will matter will be very few. It will be the three things I've told you. Okay. Let me ask you a question that I asked people online a few weeks ago. Do you know your relatives of a hundred years ago? You don't. Now, if you who is there descendant, you don't know them. Why should I know them? Yeah. Even me, I don't know mine. So why should I bother about yours? (laughs) Yeah. And for those of you who know your relatives a hundred years ago, there is a very good reason you know them. They were involved in living a life that was beyond themselves. Mostly, either they went to public service, they were either chiefs, what, 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 or they were involved with the church. Those are the only two categories of people that people remember from 100 years ago. I've done this research three times and I know it to be true. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that MLK, Martin Luther King, had siblings? Do you know them? Don't Google. Don't Google. Have you even ever thought to think about them? Hey, by the way, this great man, Martin Luther King, did he have siblings? And who are they? I, I looked for them. I found them too. He had a sister and a brother. Yeah, I will not tell you their names. Just know their names both have king in them.
2: <laughs>
1: How about you? How about you? The way you're living your life today, a hundred years from now, Will anyone know you existed? You see, life is cruel. The other day, I was having a conversation with my kids at breakfast. We tried to have quick breakfast together. And they told me they really didn't know Michael Jackson. Yeah. I'm like, no way. And in fact, the only one who knew about Michael Jackson was because there is a song in one of the cartoons For which in the cartoon, uh, the song is by one Michael Jackson. No, like a soundtrack of a cartoon. This is a man who used to shut down whole cities. When he showed up the whole city, he went to Manila, the city literally shut down. Nothing could happen because... MJ has come. Not even any president could do that. I'm talking about the whole city. You can't go anywhere. Life is suspended because there's an MJ concert. And now my children are here telling me they don't know MJ. Now, if you're living for the flesh, hmm, Living and investing your life, time, energy, and money into temporal things. What on earth makes you think that God is obliged to extend your life and your memory into the future? It's not going to happen. I don't want to be here and be one of those people who promise things that God is not going to do. Because he's not going to do it. The Bible says in Psalm 112 verse 6 that surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. That's your portion. That's what God desires for you. Everlasting remembrance. We talk about David as if he's alive. Apostle Paul as if he's alive. We talk about Abraham. Our father Abraham. Father Abraham had many sons. Had many sons. Father Abraham... We talk about all these people. How many doctorates did they have? What were their career achievements? We talk about Elijah. We talk about Elisha. We talk about Epaphras, our dear fellow servants. My God, my God. We talk about Lydia. We name our children after these people. Lydia, Paul, David, Moses, Samson, Solomon, Judah, Peter, Paul. (laughs) People are inserting their names. That's why they are in everlasting remembrance. Now, what what they typically do here in Africa to sort of force the matter in, in Busoga we have what they call okugulika okugulika you're supposed to name your child after the grandmother the, someone in the lineage so when some of us showed up and our children were having names different it was a problem like what you didn't kugulika that's people's efforts to, con- to extend the remembrance of the, those people you are named after your grandmother, you're named after your great grandmother. They are trying to push the matter. But why, why should people be forced to be named after me just because, just because? When I didn't make it count. Yeah. I believe people will name their children Moses Mkisa. Mm. And they will not have to be my relatives. Yeah. Many of us here, we carry names from Europe. And those names are people who made it count. That's why you carry the name. And you don't even know why you're called Victoria. Or Elizabeth. Or Francis. When are the Europeans going to start naming their children African names? That can't happen when we are just there surviving, corrupt, what, inept and generally lacking vision. Yeah, it's time for the Europeans to start naming their children names of Africans. But they are not going to do it out of pity. There has to be, someone has to say, "Ah, what a man, what a woman, what a life. Eh... I'm just getting started. I hope I'll have support along the way. Mm. You must make it come. Now, there there is a death sentence upon every single human being. You have a death sentence. It's not a matter of if you'll serve it, it's a matter of when you'll serve it. You must serve your death sentence, whether you like it or not. Everyone must serve it me thinks that if for some reason God was gracious to us and we knew the day of our death and instead of celebrating our birthdays upwards if we started celebrating our death days in reverse we would gain a heart of wisdom yeah we would gain a heart of wisdom there is abundant foolishness because we celebrate birthdays let me ask you is being born an achievement? Huh? So you are celebrating your birthday. Is it an achievement that you were born? In any case, the only people that should be celebrated on your birthday are your parents who brought you forth. Not you. But you waste money, big so birthday people get stuck in traffic jam, they bake three, five, two, but because you were born... No, uh, no, 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 no. There has to be greater meaning to your birthday celebration than just that you were born. Yeah. The other day we were celebrating Pastor Chris's birthday, Chris Subka, and I think that's a man whose birthday is worth celebrating. Yes. Yeah. He's making it count. Personally, I go to very, very, very few birthday celebrations. Yeah. And it has to be worth it. You can't drag me there however much you want. Just because someone was born, less ah, no, no, no. Ecclesiastes 7. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a good series. For the first time I can preach out of Ecclesiastes. Wow. What does he say? Better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men And the living will take it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter. For by a sad countenance the heart is the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth or celebration. When you go to the clubs and you find there are people celebrating, do you see wisdom? you know that the, chi- the heart, the life of a child, child is tied up in only one thing: playing, celebration. For children, studies are, are a terrible interruption of life. You're like, why, why? Yeah. I'll not even talk about some that I know, but for them, they are fully alive when they are playing. Tell them to do work, homework, housework. Clean your room, lay your bed, finish the homework. It's like hell hath visited our home. And for some reason, some people insist on being children all the way into their 50s. Their whole life is tied up in playing they buy toys this toy that toy technology toys this car that car this phone that phone have you seen what the other one has that dress children and then they end up leading us and bishop duck preached a whole sermon about the curse of being led by children the curse of being led by children. Some of us, our leaders, are children. Our pastors are children. Our political leaders are children. Our bosses are children. Instead of thinking about how to expand the business, finally you've got some good deals, it's time to cast vision, lay down the foundation for the business to be around for the next 300 years. They go buy a big car and throw the whole business into bankruptcy. Children! When children are your boss, When children are your pastor, instead of building church buildings and setting in place things that will be here for the next generations, they are just spending money on toys. Are there people? The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. But the heart of fools is in the house of celebration and mirth. Which is your preference? Make it count. Now, there are some big questions of the day. Yeah? Big questions of the day. Like, what are some of the world's most significant problems? Now that we are talking about leadership, children, and making it count, we should ask ourselves, what are some of the world's most significant problems? Rick Warren and a few other people put together what they call the big fives. Spiritual emptiness, emptiness egocentric leadership poverty disease illiteracy hmm? What are the lyrics of that song poverty they all fall down eh hey, hey, eh hey.
0: Egocentrically,
1: the sheep illiteracy they all fall down. Mm-hmm.
0: More than slavery,
1: pillaging
0: poverty, they all
1: fall down. Give me from the top. Give me from the top of that of that uh, pre-chorus. One, two, three, we go see condemnation, sin, sickness, disease, they all fall down. Dorothea, leadership, daughter, the daughter, the daughter, the daughter, the daughter, they all fall down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything that the They bang, all fall down. And then we lift up one name. We're lifting, We're
0: lifting
1: up, our up our
0: voices to the one, the, the only one who's worthy of all
1: praise. Okay.
2: All
1: so these problems are there. You don't need to be a researcher to know that these are the big five: illiteracy, poverty. Terrible leadership, spiritual emptiness, disease. This year, the whole world was shut down by COVID 19. But the thing is, what my thinking is that all those are fruit problems. There is the root problem that produces all these fruit problems. What is the root problem? What is the underlying problem beneath all these problems? It is sin. It is sin. Self-centeredness is the world's number one sickness. Yeah. Every human being has it to varying degrees. And it takes a serious encounter with Jesus to start treating it. Yeah. Paul writes in Romans 7 and says, for I know that in me that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. Girls, when he's there pretending to be nice. Candlelit dinner. He's paying the beer. The wine is flowing. The food is being served. The waiters are bending. How do you think you're in love? Oh, that dude seated across you from, the, from you at the table. Nothing good dwells in him. It is stupidity. Nothing good. Twelve. It's because the person's uh, paid for chicken, that's no chicken that's twenty k times too, and you're ready to lie down no 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 no, you're ready to lay down your dreams uh, your calling in God for forty k all the promises that prophecies that have gone before concerning your name, you're laying it on the bed for this person in whom nothing good dwells. No. No, 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 no. We need a revolution. Yeah. We need a revolution. And it says, for to will is present with me. Hmm? But how to perform? What is good? I do not find. For the good that I will to do. You know, it's not because he's a bad man. No, he's not a bad man. That's why that man you're fighting with at home today who is coming at 3 a.m., even when there's a curfew. The other day, a friend of mine, his son started feeling unwell. So together with the wife, they took him to a lifelink here in Charlie Wajala at 1 a.m a young man came flying in this car driving at breakneck speed and he was drunk and he rammed into you know those who live in um, all those cars that park outside lifelink on top of them and landed those ends (coughs) 1am now that one is going to be someone's husband if he's not already That problematic man who is not coming home on time, whose phone you can't track at times. At one time, he was your darling. At one time, he went by the name Darling. 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 Even sang a song. Now that I've found you. I don't know how I'd live without you. I don't know how I'll survive without your love. And now that I've found you, I've found a love that never die. Timon doesn't know these songs. Because all I ever needed and all I ever wanted has come true. i found it all now that i found you. Kakati ta atasimu. Where is the man? Where is the man? I thought you had found everything when you found it. No, you just hadn't listened to me yet. If you had been listening to me, probably things would be different. He says the good that I will to do, I do not do. That's the man in the flesh. A man who is not a man of the spirit. But the evil, evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Practice is repeated doing. Do you know the meaning of that? Practice. When they say go and practice, they don't mean play the piano once, no and you have practiced. No, 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 no. You go through the song many times. That's practice. Yeah, So this guy practices evil. A good man that once sat across the table with you in a, a, a nicely lit restaurant for your first date now cannot find the good to do. Now if I do what I will not to do it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells in me. Sin. What's the what's the uh, if there is an underlying problem called sin which is producing all this poverty sickness? It is. What is the solution? Jesus. The solution is Jesus. The solution is Jesus. Oh Jesus. Olimukiti. tu tuaramu fala. Jesus Mm -mm 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 -mm. Jesus is a social look a university education won't deal with the sickness of sin and self the most wonderful hospitals won't deal with the sickness of sin and self no amount of legislation and laws and police presence will deal with the sickness of sin and self no a career full of accomplishments and medals won't deal with the sickness of sin and self. No amount of money made, saved, invested, developed, grown will deal with the sickness of sin and self. In fact, even great friendships won't deal with the sickness of sin and self. Isn't it amazing that even the most wonderful families sometimes have what they call a black sheep? What went wrong? When everyone else's life is in order, the parents are the same. Look, Jesus had a Judas. <coughs> Not even parenting. Some of you, your, your, parenting is your God. Parenting is your God. They call you for ministry. They call you to go for outreach, door to door, mission of frontiers. For you, your whole life is your children. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Only Jesus. You are my greatest desire. Jesus There is no one that compares to your glory Jesus You You are my greatest desire Jesus. There is no one that compares to your glory Jesus Just one more time Everyone in the house, everyone in the house uh, Lift your voice and sing You are my grace desire, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is no one that compares to Your
0: glory, Jesus.
1: Jesus. Jesus. Those who are listening to me Even those who are listening to us on Spirit FM The only thing Worth giving your whole life to Is Jesus It's Jesus I've worked with Jesus many, many, many years And I can tell you Nothing compares Nothing Even this morning I woke up and spent time with Jesus. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. The whole world can leave me and go away. Ha! But I know how to spend my time with Jesus. Woo! And for many of you, your your whole sadness and depression is you've tried to find... In people, what you can only find in Jesus, you've tried to find in men and women what you can only find in Jesus, you've tried to find in a bottle what you can only find in Jesus, you've tried to find in some plant what you can only find in Jesus. You've tried to find in a career what you can only find in Jesus. You've tried to find in relationships and friendships what you can only find in Jesus. You've tried to find in education what you can only find in Jesus. Yay! His name is Jesus. Jesus. On Friday we went to Uganda Christian University and we spent some time with Reverend Paul Waswa. And he was teaching us about evangelism. And, and he told the story of a man from the East African revival days. True story. This man murdered his wife. Killed his wife. And in order to conceal the evidence he also killed his child who witnessed him killing his wife. Yeah. And in order to conceal the evidence, further, he buried them in his heart. Not in his mutima. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those of people are too romantic. They may just miss the point. And life went on, and, and he went on with life. Buried his whole family in the kasisira pretending. Until he encountered Jesus, he went and reported himself to the commissioner. The district commissioner said, I murdered my wife and my child and buried them. And the commissioner is like, What's your problem? I can't arrest you. He what, what? says, No, 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 no. It, Jesus has arrested me and I've brought myself. The problem is, the commissioner couldn't get evidence. He couldn't get a witness to the case. So they let him go. But that was his, he went around telling everyone how he murdered his, and how Jesus arrested him. I prophesy that some of you, you think you are professional sinners. Jesus is going to arrest you. He's going to arrest you. There are people watching me. You don't, even, you don't even know why you're watching this program. 2021 will not end. You will be arrested by Jesus. And he's going to turn your life right side up. And make it count. So if Jesus is the solution. What is the available divine wisdom in providing this solution to the world? It is winning souls, making disciples, planting churches. That's the one thing government can't do for us. The UN can't do for us. Business people can't do for us. NGOs won't do for us. Universities won't do. No university is going to set up a department to research on winning. Souls. No, no. That one, you and I, we have to do it. The church is the only organization set up on earth that is mandated to do those three things. Winning souls, making disciples, planting churches. That's how you can make it count the most. Amen. There's a window of opportunity. Matthew 4.23 together. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Matthew 9, 35, similar verse. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now remember, Jesus isn't recent. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. In other words, Jesus has been around for a long time. Jesus has been around since eternity and is going to be around for eternity, but he has a small window of opportunity on earth, only 33 years. Amen. And even in the 33 years, he only has three years, a tenth of the time. I know many of us here, you're believing God for like 100 years. Okay. Let's say you had only really a tenth of the time. Only a ten-year window to make the greatest impact in eternity, not in history, in eternity. Now, Jesus had only three years. Only three years. Three years. And if you think about it, in these three years, Jesus could have chosen to do different things, okay? He could have... Oh, <laughs> <sighs> I'm pitching better than you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, He could have set up businesses to try and deal with poverty, but he did not. He could have set up a university to increase knowledge about sin and how to deal with it and set up a research department. He did not. He could have set up schools to educate people. When, when people are not educated, they have complicated problems. He could have done all these things. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but think about your life right now and imagine that Jesus were you and that he had this small thin window of opportunity and then he chose your career what is it that he would be doing remember it's a window he said teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to what to wisdom it's a window look you're not going to be here forever I wish I could tell you you would but you were not, you're not it's a window it's a, wi- it's a window and the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity It's a seed window. What did Jesus choose to do? He went about what? Preaching, teaching, healing. Preaching, teaching, healing. Mm, Winning souls, making disciples, healing them, and then sending them to to start the church. That's what Jesus did. I keep thinking, if that was Jesus' choice, if he saw that of all the things he could do in this thin wind of opportunity the only thing that he could do that would have eternal impact was preaching teaching and healing then I think that you may want to consider that for you to have to make it count the most you may want to do what Jesus did now I'm not saying quit your job no, no, no. I'm just saying that while you're doing your job, you need to start winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. That's the only thing that's going to count. Let me tell you <laughs> Jesus said in Matthew 16:18, Matthew 16:18, and I also said to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of heads shall not prevail against it. Jesus has only one plan, plan A, to defeat evil, it's to build his church. It's not a university education, it's not businesses, it's not all the other good things that we need to do to make earth work. Because if we all became pastors, who would lead the nation? Who would run the businesses? Who would uh, whatever? So we all shouldn't become church leaders, but we all must participate. Yep. That's all what make your life count. You must participate in this thing of winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. Because church is Jesus' only plan of redemption for us. It's the only one you see, when I post these things on Facebook, match the size, plant a the church, there's all sorts of rebuttals from ignorant people who have done absolutely nothing in the kingdom. But didn't he tell us to go and make disciples instead of planting just Kali, how many have you made? How many have you made without the church? Look, don't bring your fruitlessness here. You see, ticks only find significance in attacking the cow. Me as me. Hmm? I count it the greatest honor and privilege to be called by God to participate in building his church. I studied architecture in school. I was one of the best designers of buildings that I know of. But I count it the greatest honor to participate in building the church. I'm a great leadership and business coach, and I do that, and I help people change their leadership stories around and businesses. But nothing compares to the honor of participating in building the church of Jesus Christ. Now, there are some other ignorant men who say, but didn't Jesus say he would build his church? (laughs) You see, it helps to think before you talk. Is there... uh, Whatever Jesus said he would do, he does it through us. The Bible says God is the father of the fatherless. Does God come and drop food in their houses? If you're not taking care of the orphans and the widows, how is God going to to, to take care of them? He says he places the solitary in families. Which families? Whatever God does, we have to participate. So if Jesus is going to build his church, he can't do it without us. Jesus doesn't come and get the microphone and start preaching. Jesus is not going to do evangelism in your neighborhood. Jesus is not going to plant churches in your cities. It's you. It's you. So stop speaking like a fool. Through us, he loves the lonely. Through us, he fathers the fatherless. Through us, he cares for the widows. Through us, he feeds the hungry. Through us, he houses the destitute. Through us, he provides for the poor. Through us, he establishes justice. And through us, he builds his church. So, you want to make it count the most? It's winning souls. Making disciples, planting churches, or supporting all the above. And in case you are one of those evil people who can't even get on board with this agenda, at least don't get in the way of those who are doing it. At least don't, don't, don't. Don't stop forwarding all those videos that paint the church and its leaders as crooks. What do you gain by... I need to finish. And my time is up. Luke 10, 2 to 3. Luke 10, 2 to 3. Luke 10, 2 to 3 as I finish. Luke chapter 10, verse 2 to 3. says, Then he said to them, The harvest truly really is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest. To send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. So, so he says, take me back to verse 2. He says, the harvest is what? Timo. The harvest is great. In other words, there's no shortage. Even this whole idea of church people feeling like competitors is stupid. Look, Even if only 20% of Kampala decided to go to church today, this Sunday, there wouldn't be, assuming there's no, what? Lockdown. Assuming there's no cap on gatherings, there wouldn't be enough space to take them in. It wouldn't be there. There wouldn't be enough space to take them in. Why? Because the harvest is what? Great. They did the research in Nairobi and found out that only 11% attended church in that great city. 11%. That's why you don't see traffic jams on Sunday morning. Why? The, the absence of traffic jams on Sunday morning should tell you that the harvest is what? Truly great. The harvest is great. Yeah. So you can't even be there and say, "Me, the Lord didn't call me. No, many are called. Like how insignificant can you be that God didn't call you? He says, but the laborers are few, 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 few. Therefore, pray the Lord of, to send out laborers. Then he says, go your way. The same people praying are the same people is sending. I would like these guys to come join me now. The same people praying are the same people is sending. The harvest is great. The laborers are few. I did this survey in, on, maybe a day or two ago and asked people, how many people have ever seen a Ferrari? A real physical Ferrari. Forget the pictures or seeing it on TV. In any crowd of people, where I ask how many people have seen a Ferrari, there is not more than two. And whoever has seen it has had to travel to another country to see a Ferrari. Why? They are few. When Ferrari is producing Ferraris, every year when they produce, they, they even cap, they put a cap on the number of, the, of cars that will come out of that model they will say produce only 100 Ferraris of a certain model. So you have to be among the first 100 people. In fact, the, you, can't, you will never find a Ferrari in a car, what? In a car display shop, those where they sell cars. The new ones. You, first of all, you will not find a, a used Ferrari for buying. <laughs> but even the new ones, you will not find a new one in a, a car mat shop. No, 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 no. All the Ferraris that are produced, they are paid for and bought before they are produced. That's why you don't have one. Yeah. The the, the people buying buy before the car is produced. And they limit. So they are few. And that's what makes them precious and expensive. Expensive. But if, if there are these cars which we use for public transport, Toyota Highest, aka Kamunye. When I ask even here in studio, how many people have ever seen a Kamunye? Ever, ever, ever seen a Kamunye? Hands up here in studio. Everyone. How many have ever seen a Ferrari? I have to crane my neck to find people who have seen a Ferrari. Why? Because the others are many and these ones are few and precious. So the moment you answer God's call, win souls make disciples and plant churches you join the few and you become exceedingly precious in the sight of God precious people who preach the gospel are few and precious that's why the Bible says don't touch the anointed of the Lord you know, I tells you not to touch the anointed of the Lord. Not because those people don't make mistakes. No, 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 no. You'd rather mess with any other kind of person, even politicians, but not God's servants. Because they are few. God is relying on very few people. The first five books of the Bible were written by a murderer. And half of the books in the New Testament were written by a murderer. But they are still the anointed of the Lord and they are few greatness is not common yeah ma 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 so what do you need to do one you need to give your life to Jesus yeah you can't participate in winning souls making disciples and planting churches when you yourself are still lost the lost cannot find the lost So you need to give your life to Jesus or to come back to him if you have strayed from him. And I'm going to pray for you right now. Wherever you are, whether you're listening to me on radio or whether you're at home, whether there are people there or not, and you want to give your life to Jesus today, 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 I want you to put up your right hand wherever you are. Put it up. One, two, three, put it up. Whether you're listening in a restaurant, whether you're listening at work, maybe at your workplace, they work on Sundays. Put it up stop in the corridor stop in the store stop in the kitchen put the hand up in that living room put your hand up humble yourself you have a limited window one day you're going to be buried and you don't know what that day is so put your hand up stop the pride and put the hand up I know who I'm talking to today I'm preaching differently and I'm preaching very hard because I know who I'm talking to even God knows that you're there. I'm not appealing to you. No, this is not an appeal. I'm telling you what God already is telling you that you need to do. So you're not, you're not obeying me. No, 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 no. You're, not, you're obeying God. Even as I talk, even God is telling you to put your hand up. Even you, you know it. In your heart, God is telling you, put your hand up and you need to put it up. And just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins I give my life to you take my life and make it count Amen if you pray that prayer you have come to Jesus you have come to Jesus there is a number on your screen 0775 you need to send us a text you need to give us a call there are people waiting on the other end of that line to walk with you. We want to send you some materials to help you walk in your new walk. Thank you for obeying God and giving your life to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now that we have that out of the way, here, here are the other things you can do. Let, let me start on the soft end. Join a missional community. No, let me first, even, that's even deeper. Let me start on the softest side. Join a church. Yes. Yeah. Some of you are wandering members. Yeah. (laughs) In the body, they can't find you. Join. Make a commitment to join a church. Give me that verse in Psalm ninety-two. Join a church. The Bible says, "Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, planted. You have never seen trees moving around." Today it was in, in front of the house, tomorrow it is behind the house, then it is moved to the neighbors. Then, no, because they are planted in the compound. If every morning you wake up trees have shifted position, you need to call your pastor urgently. Those who are planted, if you're choosing this church worship as your church, be planted. Make plans to be a lifelong member. Me, I decided I'm a lifelong member of worship of That's why God has blessed me. You might not know it, but I'm a very blessed person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm much more blessed than all those who keep moving in and out. In and out. And whatever your home church is, I, I challenge you, make a commitment to be a lifelong member as much as possible. I know God may speak to you to move, but that, that shouldn't be the norm. That should be the exception. Yeah, the, ex- the norm is that generally the norm is that people get married yes. then the exception is when God talks to people like Paul and says you're going to be single Yes. and then you make the com- commitment to be single but that's an exception right yeah that's not the norm So the the norm shouldn't be that you're hoping from one church to another, to another, to another, to another. No child will be healthy if this week they're in this home. The next week they're in another home under other parents. Then the next week they're in another. That's why people who grow up in orphanages, sometimes they they struggle later in life. And by the way, it's not because anyone did anything bad to them. No, you may find that the people, the the mothers they put in those orphanages, they do their best to be as loving as possible. But those kids still struggle. Why? Because you can't God didn't design you to be hopping from under one spiritual leader to another spiritual leader. No! If you're in worship harvest and you like it here settle down dig in Get on with the program of kingdom, whatever. We, we, we're going to do serious stuff. Those who are on Spirit FM, I know you, we, we say bye to you if you pray that prayer. So one, join a church. If you're not in worship, office, if you're watching me, whatever church you belong to, I want you to commit to that church. And I even want you to try, if possible, because some churches, by design and by the size, it's very hard to meet the pastor. But if you are part of a smaller church where you can meet the pastor, I want you to go meet the pastor. Try and make an appointment. It may take you weeks. It may take you months. It's okay. Meet the pastor and tell them. Tell them your name. Tell them, I am joining this church. I needed you to see me so you see that I am now one of your spiritual children. Why is it important that you join a church? So that you can win souls make disciples and plant churches if you keep going around around before they can even disciple you you've moved you are like a new soul every week in another church when will you plant also when you keep moving around like that you oh, go to the pastors they might be thinking that the church they are leading is growing by winning souls when it's going by transfer Yeah, So I'm not saying never move churches. I'm saying that should be the exception, not the norm. Why? It, it damages your, prop, your speed in the kingdom. It damages your spiritual construction. That's why you have a lot of immature people who have been saved for 30 years, 25 years. Why? They, 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 they haven't been fed. They are scavenging. Yeah, Jesus. Oh. So join a church. So too, if you are in worship harvest let me be let me tell you the real truth if you are in worship harvest eh, you must join a or community hmm. I'm not suggesting to you, I'm not appealing to you, I'm not begging you, I'm not convincing you, I'm telling you yeah, that you need to join a missional community because we are doing the work of ministry through the missional communities that's where we win souls I just told you 551 souls won in October alone through missional communities that's where we make disciples yeah. that's how, where someone will know you didn't have food or that you're sleeping with someone you're not supposed to be sleeping with and they need to win you off that bed all that. Yeah, that's where they know. But in this big crowd, you can be sleeping around and no one ever knows. You must join. If you are in worship harvest, I've been fearing to say this, but I, let me say it. It is now disobedience to not be in a or community. Yes. Not disobedience to God. No, no, no. Disobedience to your leaders. Yes. Mm. We don't have the authority God has. This business of God has not told me, no, 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 no. Just go and join another church where there are no missional communities. There, God will never tell you to join a missional community. Yeah, because it's not there. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. You see, we are going somewhere. And we are going somewhere good. We are going to plant a thousand churches. We are going to unleash 50,000 missional communities that are going to turn this world right side up. And either you choose to be a spectator, a disobedient one at that, you are not making your life count, you are just waiting to be buried. Look, we are all going to be buried, but it matters how you are buried. People should be crying your genuine tears of one nunk, that, Yeah, the person changed my life. It's yeah. even know. We know. <laughs> no, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I Join a mission. Like, it's not complicated. This is not a. I'm not asking you to go to the moon. I'm telling you earthly stuff. Join a mission or community. Give me that number again. Did I even read this verse? Huh? Uh -uh. Those who are planted shall flourish in the courts of our God. Give me verse 14. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh. Okay, join a mission committee, that's the second instruction. Give me that verse in Acts. You might be like, but pastor, why should I join a mission committee? So continuing daily with one accord. Where? In the temple, that's the largest space, the location. And breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness. You have never eaten food at your location, except to worship others kungu, who Yeah. After garage, there is pork. But even then, it's for sale. So not everyone gets. Yeah. But this one, they ate their food. Where do you eat food? In worship habits. Where do you eat food? In the mission of community. And where do you eat food with gladness? In the mission of community and simplicity of heart. And then what? Praising God and having favor of the Lord. And the Lord added to the church church daily Mm -hmm. those who are being saved. That's what's happening right now. God is adding daily. Five hundred fifty-one people in thirty days. Glory to God. That's about eighteen people per day added to the body of Christ this month by worship harvest. If you are not in an MC, you are missing out on the on the, on the music on all of that. So, join a missional community. Three, three, lead a missional community. Now you you to, to lead you need to join,
0: yeah,
1: because you need to be trained. And where do you get your training? In the MC. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, "All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And love with you always." That's command. That's a command for all of us. And in worship harvest. The way you do that is by leading a mission or community. Now you, let me take you through the stages. Where do I start? Huh? Let me take you through the stages. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Let's say you are the one I'm taking through the stages. Yes. You come. come. One, hmm? you come to Christ, <laughs> you, get you get saved. Or If you once walked walk, walk, walk with Jesus, then... You come. went in the world. No, you come back to Jesus. Because he says, I will not cast away anyone who comes to me. Yes. Then afterwards, not get saved and remain on the street as a scavenger. Join a church. Be yeah, be planted. Saint so and so. That's where you're planted. saint the other rolling stones. Catch international Ministers of the Holy Ghost fire. wherever. Now, if it is worship harvest, you join a missional community. community. Uh, are we where we started? No. no. We've been making progress. And when you are joining a missional community, what happens next? You, you are sent to lead a missional community. Yeah. <laughs> and in worship service, it doesn't end there. Before you know it, you're leading a group of mission committees called a cohort. Before you know it, you're leading a zone at your location. Before you know it, you're leading a location. Before you know it, you're leading a group of locations called clusters, come, come. These here are cluster leaders. These are bishops. We all love bishops, cluster leaders. I don't know if Dr. Tusu is watching. He may not know he has a, a, his daughter is a bishop. Oh. My God. Because hey. she leads a group of churches. Come on. Hey, hey, hey. Now you can't be saved 67 years in you, And then it goes on and on and on. So I need you to join, lead a or community. And then go plant a church. Yeah. Everyone, it should be your Number one ambition in life one to plant at least one church in your lifetime. Yeah, I'm telling you, God will do things in you. Eh, you see, the thing with churches, everyone knows what the pastor should do, everyone knows the pastor's job better than the pastor. The problem is, they don't start. You people help me. I have to be stopped. Continue. Yes.
2: Oh, okay. Um, Wow. (laughs) I'm going to say one thing with two scriptures because you've given so much instruction. Hmm. And it was very prophetic, that instruction. Because sometimes you guys want to hear the music, then we stop and say, I shesh shambade. Wish, living with a passion they are not married to instructions were given some of you have been living with people who you are not married to you need to stop today get out of that home go back to your parents for this reason a man shall live that reason hasn't happened which is marriage some of you have been having relationships with people who are married you are destroying a family do not be deceived God is not mocked you will reap what you sow if you bring tears, you will reap many tears, but there is a window for you to repent and turn that story around stop that relationship today cut it off today married people who are having affairs stop stop, You you are destroying even the very future of your own children it's not just about you Living a life that counts is living a life beyond yourself to stop being self-centered, stop being selfish. Those of you who are not in mission or communities and you're in worship harvest, as apostles speaking, you are having demons trying to minister to you. By the way, I keep saying that thing because it's a revelation God showed me, those thoughts are not innocent, it's the ministry of demons. They bring thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. So I got two specific one word with two scriptures. The first one is Ephesians 6.1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Obey your parents in the Lord. The right thing to do, dear child, in worship service ministries, obey your parents in the Lord. And this is not your parents who produced you naturally. Because it goes on in verse one and says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Why is it important for you to obey your parents in the Lord and honor your father and mother? Obey your parents in the Lord meaning, means obey the house under which you are, which if you're planted in worship harvest ministries. Every instruction that was given in passing is not, if you're a wise child, you know that if your parent came and starts talking about things they don't like, it means don't do them. If you're going to flourish in that home, you don't wait for them to specifically say, they have a saying, they say that, they say that, Which means I'm talking to those up, those down also have ears. In other words, if you're a wise child, when your parent gives an instruction, you understand that it is for the entire household. Seriously, friends, if you are in a relationship that has no covenant, get out. It is urgent.
1: Mm, mm, mm.
2: I feel it. It is so urgent. Apostle talked about it even over the last week. It has come up because some of you have continued. You're waiting for something to happen. Get out, it's urgent. Otherwise, guys, I'm not scaring you. You're opening the door for the devil. The destroyer is going to destroy you. Your parents are there to protect you. Why do you obey your parents in the Lord? That it may be well with you, verse 3. And that you may live long on the earth. This is for both your spiritual and natural parents. I'm begging you stop extramarital affairs stop being in uncovenanted relationships get out some of you are dating unbelievers that instruction was given today get out that man who doesn't there is no good in them if they don't know the Lord if they don't know Jesus Christ you don't need to ask if the Lord should speak to you he spoke don't be an equally yoked to an unbeliever get out
1: yep The second
2: in Hebrews 13, 17 says, obey those. Do you hear what you're supposed to do with spiritual leaders? Obey. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. If you can't join a mission or community, we cannot account for you. Okay? Let them do so with joy and not with grief. Why? If they do it with grief, it's unprofitable for you. Don't be difficult. Don't be disobedient. Every instruction that was given here today, go back and rewatch. Listening for instruction. Because if you obey, it will be well with you. Some of you are saying, Me, my life is so, is so busy. Exactly. Make the main thing the main thing. The main thing is the kingdom of God. Some of you have refused to be, do evangelism, mission or community leaders. Obey. This week, go on an evangelistic drive. Don't delay the obedience, that it may be well with you. That is the word I hear so strongly. Obey, obey, obey. Get planted. Those of you who.
1: Can we eh? we have that verse in in the Passion Translation? This one?
2: Yeah. Hebrews 13 17. Obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority. For they keep watch over your soul without resting. (laughs) Since they will have to give an account to God for their work. So it will benefit you, not them. Let me ask you something. If you join a or community, how does Apostle Mose benefit? In his home in does he sleep better? It benefits you. When you leave that relationship, where there's no covenant, there is no parent who would want their child to be in a a relationship with no covenant. Some man who doesn't have the guts to marry you. Some of you already have children with them. Get out and get a covenant. Ask them to make things right. Go back to your parents with your three children and tell the man, come and pick me. I realized I'm a queen. Young man, stop dishonoring someone's daughter. Yeah. Yeah someone's daughter because you're setting up your own daughters for the thing, the very seed you're planning, they will take them away with no honor. Stop it. Parents, stop pushing your children to marry, to just sleep with men because what? They have no value? It will be well with you. It will benefit you when you make their work a pleasure and not a heavy burden. Obey. Obey. Get in line. Stop those extramarital affairs. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You are destroying generations. You can't be the one who when they are telling their story they weep and say, then a woman came into our family and it fell apart. It cannot be that That's, that's how you make it count. Your life counts for being the destroyer of family. No. God has better plans for your life. He ordained you a prophet to the nations. He made you with value. He put you here to be significant, to set people free, to lift burdens, to become a bondage breaker, to be one who is a mother of nations. You are better than that. Arise, daughter of the living God. Arise, get out of that garbage heap. Dust yourself up. Put your head up and walk like the princess you. I don't know who deceived you. That your level is to be the extra one. No. Obey. Obey your parents in the Lord. Every instruction given on this altar. Those of you who have been making worship harvest, you scapegoat, you're bringing pain to your spiritual leaders in the church you attend. Go back. Go back. Get planted. Do what they told you. Don't escape before time. God has not spoken to you to leave that church. You're running away with your disobedience. No, go back home get planted, repent, become a child get blessed, if the Lord desires that you move, he will tell you in due time like Apostle said, it is not the norm to be adopted in another family, children are born naturally into a family, adoption is the exception you are born into a certain family spiritually unless the Lord has spoken to you and you have a blessing from your spiritual leaders, stay get planted that it may be well with you that you may enjoy your life on the earth.
0: If you are in worship harvest and you are a missional leader, you are a hardware leader, you are a worship leader, you're serving in any way and you have not been baptized by immersion, send a message to whoever is in charge, your location pastor, and make sure that this month, this, 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 this month, you get baptised. You get baptised. If you are in a missional community and you're not hosting garage, start hosting garage, starting next Sunday. God is giving us instruction towards making it count. Otherwise, you can live your life in a space and 10 years go by. (laughs) and nothing has changed. If you are a or community leader, if you are a Hado leader, if you're an MC and you're not yet born again, I invite you right now to make the decision. I invite you right now to make the decision to be born again. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Earlier, Pastor Mose gave the invitation. He asked you to put up your hand and you didn't. So right now you're putting up your hand And you're receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. Say, thank you, Father, because I walk in obedience. And I choose to be planted in your house as a son of righteousness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Some of you have received calls and you've been asked to start an MC. And this is your response. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I don't have time. I don't have time to join an MC. There's a quote by Martin Luther. He says, I have so much to do today that I'm going to need to spend three hours in prayer in order to be able to get it all done. He knew what the main thing was. He knew what the main thing was and he made it priority. That because he had a lot to do, he's like, let me spend the first three hours in prayer. What's the instruction for you right now? in Worship Harvest. Join a missional community. What I'm hearing is you joining a missional community is not only going to make it count in your life, but in those things that you're saying you're busy. Okay? at work, you're saying you're too busy, you leave work on Wednesday, I don't know, at 10 p.m. and say you're not able to be a part of the MC Live broadcast. And God is saying, make it count by being planted. And how are you being planted? You're joining a or community. There's another word also, service. Be committed to serving. Be committed to serving in the house where you are planted. It's not enough for you to attend garage. Start to serve. Start to serve. And right now, the way we are serving is by hosting garage. Start to serve. How are we serving? We are winning souls. In your MC, do not be passive. God is calling us right now to take small, they seem like they are small decisions, right? Join an MC, get baptized, be born again, leave that person. But he's... It's, it's initial steps to getting planted. It's like you're putting in the seed, now manure is coming in. God is asking us to walk, to walk in obedience. Walk in obedience and do these things.
1: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. If you're sick, if you're sick, uh, I just want you to put your hand wherever the pain is or Put it in your chest if you can't put that hand where the pain is. We are going to minister healing to you. That's what Jesus does. He went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. And he's with us today. He's with you right there where you are. So Father, I thank you for perfected health for your children. I rebuke every sickness from everywhere that manifests in every kind of way commanded to leave your bodies now in Jesus' name. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. That's all it takes. Just a moment. So what I need you to do, just start doing what you, you know, something that's the opposite of what your situation is. If you are lying in bed, get up, start walking around. Yes, God. Uh,
0: there's people recently who have been... I need you to take the spirit of this message. (laughs) Please stop sending panic COVID messages. Please stop sending panic COVID messages. My workmate disappeared. Now, please pray for me. The word over this house is that we are disease-free zones. Take that word, I don't know, hold fast to it. I was telling a group of people this morning that if someone tells you they have COVID, what, is, what should be our response as people who've received the word? Say, come and I give you a hug and you'll be fine. Because I am a disease-free zone, I walk with healing. I walk with healing. I walk with healing. I walk with healing. I'm a COVID-free zone. Okay, Jesus went about healing all. He went about healing all. 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 So stop sending those panic messages and, and trying to get attention from the fact that, whoa, wait, me, I was in contact with a COVID person. Bring them to me. Bring them to me. I'm a COVID free zone. I heal people. I heal people. I'm a disease free zone. I'm a disease free zone. We are all disease reasons. It's a specific word because many of you this week are going to get messages <laughs> about it and I need you to respond well and be like, it is well. Don't send a message to your or leader saying, whoa, wait, now for me. Just be like, no, it is well. 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 It
1: is well. Yeah. And in case you happen to get it, just don't panic. Just, don't panic. you'll be treated, yeah. you'll be well. That's what we are believing God for. Now when you don't have it, don't act as if you have it. Telling the whole world how you (laughs) your workmate has it and so you think you have it. No. Come on. That doesn't help. That's what we are saying. We are not saying don't take the pastoral responsibility of letting your pastor know if you get a challenge so that we can pray for you and minister to you but don't go around being the bearer of fear.
0: Amen. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Summon series. For more teachings and other resources, visit
1: www.worshipharvest.org or call
0: 0393-281-555. thats is 0393-281-555.